Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast from Avila Presbyterian Church. I trust you're all keeping safe and well through uh, these days, and we come together this evening to spend some time in Jesus' name to have that awareness of the blessings and the joys that we have in him. As we come together this evening, let me remind you uh, that this Sunday, Sunday the 16th of May, uh, we uh, are having our communion service. Uh, and if you're wanting to come along to that service and you haven't been to our church before, then please do let Brian know before five o'clock on Friday. Uh, it is also a great joy that I let you know that we have missionaries coming to the service, Colin and Marjorie Dixon, who are well known to many in the church family. And we look forward to seeing them uh, before they head uh, back to the missionary field as well. Well, as we come together this evening, we look to worship God, and we're going to continue this evening with our studies in the book of Nehemiah. But as we begin this evening, let me read out these words from Psalm 107. The psalmist tells us, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent forth his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. We come together this evening to recognize the God who rescues, the God who has called us to himself, and the one who we can rest in, and we long to honor our lives to him, to give thanks to him, and to experience that real and lasting joy that he gives. Well, let us uh, come to God in prayer as we begin this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the God who knows us so well, you are the God who looks to direct and guide us in all of our ways. And we ask this evening, Heavenly Father, that as we take this time with you, that we may know, Lord, of your presence with us and all that we may do, that we may know what it means, Lord, to rest in you. And Lord, we pray this evening, as we take time in your word, that we may recognize uh, you feeding uh, you feeding us the spiritual nourishments that we need. The joy, Lord, it is to be uh, to know of the power of your word and be directed by it. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that we have that great awareness, Lord, of you leading and guiding us. That there is that awareness, Lord, of your of the Holy Spirit. Uh, looking to direct each one of us in our lives, showing us the treasures that you long to give us and giving us that great assurance, Lord, of your mighty hand upon our lives. Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Well, as we begin this evening, we're going to begin with an item of praise, again sung to us by John and Ryan, his family. And this item of praise is titled, O Praise the Name. Mm-hmm. 
Jesus bled and died for me. I see his wounds, his hands, his feet. My Savior on that cursed to our scripture reading this evening. We're going to continue on from where we left off last week in chapter 8 of the book of Nehemiah, and we're going to read uh, together verses 7 to 12. This is the word of God from Nehemiah 8, starting at verse 7. The Levites, Jeshua, Benai, Sherai, German, Akeb, Sherebiah, Huhat, Masaiah, Kaliah, Azariah, Jehozabad, Hanan, and Penel 
instructed the people in the law while the people were standing there. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that the people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest, and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our God. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food and to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the word that had been made known to them. Here we end the reading of God's word to us this evening. Well, as we come together, let's come to God again in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we take time in your word now, help us know of what it means, Lord, uh, to taste of your word. Help, it, help us know what it means for your word to affect our lives. So, Lord, that we may know that joy of following you, of knowing of your hand upon us in all that we do. And Lord, we ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we were thinking last week how this um, spontaneous gathering of God's people came together. And we've seen how that wooden platform that was built for Ezra uh, so that he could stand up to uh, preach God's word, really, to the people, and how uh, that was the sole attraction for this gathering. He did not have to hire uh, other things to make it more attractive for the crowd to come. The word of God alone compelled people to stand and to listen. I spent some time living over in Scotland and I visited several churches in Scotland and one of the things that I recognized from quite a few of the churches there was that there was these great big high pulpits, uh, just like uh, really a pulpit that Ezra would have read the Word of God from here in the book of Nehemiah. And for many, to step into the pulpit of those churches, you often had to uh, go up 20 or 30 steps to get into them. And then you were able to look out uh, across the congregation that was far below and always looking up. And I suppose the reason for this is that idea that God, the Word of God was always above everything else. That the Word of God was the thing to be revered. The Word of God was the thing that they held in high honor. And as uh, these people in the book of Nehemiah were listening to the Word of God preached, we learn how careful the people were to make sure they understood the true meaning of Scripture that was read to them. 
But the primary business of Christians is to understand the Word of God so that they will be able to think God's thoughts after them. In other words, our goal should be to learn to think like God. And what does it mean uh, when Nehemiah says that the Levites were instructing the people in the law regarding uh, from reading from the book of the law and making the meaning clear to the people? Well, really what's happening here in this next part of the chapter is the Levites were among the people breaking the crowd down into smaller groups where people could ask questions and their questions could be answered. They, were, they would listen to Ezra read from the high pulpit and then they would discuss God's word in small, smaller groups. The Levites would pass among these groups offering uh, uh, answers to questions and really talking again, making sure people understood what was being said. These might as well have been the first small groups in the Bible study history. And it continues on to this day. It remains one of the most effective models for encouraging biblical understanding and spiritual maturity in churches. For when we have small groups of believers studying God's word together, opening it together and talking about it, applying the scriptures to their everyday lives and praying for one another on a regular basis. They're so valuable part of our church family. We continue uh, to have small groups happening here in Mavilla. And if you're not part of one already, please look into it. It's something that's so worthwhile, having the opportunity uh, to be part of a, just a smaller group as we come together in Jesus' name as we think about what it means to apply God's truth to our lives. But suppose the next thing is, in this passage, we see Nehemiah, Ezra, and the Levites dealing with the emotional impact of God's word on the people. We read that they wept because the word of God had a profound impact on their souls, their spirit, and their emotions. Until they heard God's word read to them, they didn't realize how far they had strayed from the God's standards of their lives. As they listened, they realized what had caused the ruin and destruction in their lives. Through the reading of the law, through the reading of the law, they finally saw the beauty of God's contrast with the ugliness of human, of human sin. They were struck in their own hearts, in their own consciences as they realized the suffering they had inflicted on themselves and their children through their, sin, through their sin and rebellion. But that's always a ministry of the scriptures to our human hearts. For scripture exposes our sins. The first sign that God's word was reaching the hearts and informing the minds of people was they began to grieve about their failures. This unique book had touched their conscience heightening their awareness of ways in which they had disobeyed, dishonored, and ignored God. The hearing of the word of God focuses us to recognize the sin, corruption that defiles us from within. And once we recognize our own sinfulness, we naturally will weep. We see that the evil is not somewhere outside of us that we can blame on someone else. But God's word shows us what is in our heart. It shows what is inside of us. And we ourselves have been 
complicit with evil. The Bible tells us that when people and nations turn their back on God and his wisdom, we continue to grow steadily more evil and deprived. This is something uh, that we can be so aware of as we look out into our world, as we look out into the things that are happening. And it is not until we're exposed to God's word that we, we see the real and lasting truth of what is inside our hearts. God gave his word to us not only to guide us and correct us, but to awaken an awareness that his moral and spiritual laws exist and they govern our lives. We can no more ignore his moral and spiritual laws than we can ignore his physical laws. The people who listen to Ezra are reading the word of God before the water get wet because they realize for the first time that they have been living in disregard from God's law and their entire society had paid a horrible price. But it is important to realize also that that is not where God's word leaves us. If it was, it would be a sense of real desperation and fear. But also, Scripture widens our horizons. Scripture not only makes us aware of our failures, but it opens our eyes to the needs of others. The people were not to indulge in groveling introspection when there was a world out there needing the assurance of forgiveness and love. It was a day of rejoicing, and that's what the Levites were showing the people, a time to celebrate God's mercy to them and his compassion to all. As they heard God's word, they recognized that this was not where God was going to leave them. When people understand the word of God, it brings great joy. As Nehemiah says to the people, the joy of the Lord is your strength. What a great comfort this is for people who grieve over the sin, their sin and brokenness. There is something that can be done. There is a lasting change that can be made. And the word of God does not bring condemnation. It brings a message of hope, restoration and forgiveness. We will, ne we will never know what it truly means to be comforted until we learn to mourn. When we see the true awfulness of sin, we grieve over it in the depths of our souls, but then we are ready to receive comfort, strength, and joy of forgiveness. So what does Nehemiah mean by the phrase, the joy of the Lord? The joy comes from the amazing fact that God has found a solution to the problem of sin. He has found a way to rebuild broken lives by immersing our thoughts in this, his thoughts. We learn to think as he thinks. We begin to see the world from his point of view. So we, we, we will stop exorbing the philosophy of a dying world. And we start listening to the words of life contained in God's book. The ministry of the word of God is a healing and life-giving ministry. It brings wholeness to our lives of those with whom we share the good news. But the last thing we see here in this passage is Scripture guarantees our resources. Through the explanation of Scripture, this congregation was assured of specific help from God. 
His words focus on three um, resources that we can take. We get peace, we get joy, and we get strength. When God's word truly seeps into our hearts and affects our lives, something beautiful happens. We become people of godly love and compassion. Nehemiah urged the people, go and enjoy choice food, sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. The spirit of sharing always floods the souls of those who drink deeply from God's word. As you read on this chapter, uh, in verses 13 to the end, we see uh, an event being um, celebrated uh, it's really, uh, really called the Feast of Tabernacles, which takes people back uh, to the time in which they fled from Egypt. They had no time to sit and eat a Passover meal, so they stood to eat it as they went. And God instructed the Israelites to commemorate this event every year. Even though succeeding generation of Israelites' homes had homes to dwell in, they were to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles by building temporary booths or tabernacles in which the, uh, to, uh, to live for seven days. This was to teach the Israelites that they should always see themselves as pilgrims and strangers on earth. This world was not their home. True blessings were not to be found in the present age, but in the glorious age to come. This world cares about wealth, power, pleasure, and fame. But God's word continue, uh, contains riches of a different kind. The riches of God's wisdom, the riches of a different kind, the riches of God's wisdom, riches of eternal life, and above all, the riches of knowing God himself. These riches are hidden from the eyes of the world, and they're waiting for each one of us as we come to put our trust in the name of Jesus. So like the people of Israel, in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, we rediscover the hidden riches of God's word as we take time in his word. So what are we to do? We are to open our Bibles today and every day to rediscover the riches God has hidden in his pages. They're there for each one of us to explore and to take on board. And as we do that, we see that joy of Jesus working in our lives. Will you do that this day? To take that opportunity to open God's word and to see the riches that are in it. Well, as we think of these things, we're going to listen to another item of praise again sung to us by Jonathan Ray and his family. This well-known item of praise entitled 10,000 Reasons.
just in prayer for one another as we usually do. We want to continue uh, to pray for those in our church family who are finding life difficult at this time. We want to pray for our country through these days also. And we want to continue to pray as we come out of this pandemic uh, that we have a, a great awareness of God's blessings and the joy of what it means to be trusting in him. So let us gather together in Jesus' name and to commit one another to prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunities that we have each day. Lord, to open your word and to understand its truths. We thank you, Lord, that this is something that we are able to do freely. This is something, Lord, uh, that will uh, build us up with you. Show us, Lord, the joy of your word and what it means to trust in you. And Lord, we pray this for uh, each one uh, that we know. We pray, Lord, that you may soften hearts towards you. We pray, Lord, that you will take distractions away. And Lord, that we have that great awareness, Lord, a hunger to know of your word and to spend time in it. Lord, we want to lift up before you those who are going through great difficulty at this time. Lord, we pray for those in our church family who have experienced ill health over these days. And Lord, we ask that you may bring a real sense of assurance that you are with them. Lord, we pray for healing for their bodies. And Lord, we pray that there is that joy that you are working in their lives, even in times such as this. Lord, we want to also lift up before you those who are going through great changes in their lives at this time as well. Lord, we pray for those who are, are looking for new jobs. We pray for those whose uh, livelihoods are under pressure. And Lord, we pray for those who are fearful for the future. Lord, asking that they may know of your hand upon them, that they may know of great and lasting peace that only you can give. Lord, we recognize our need of you each day. We long for you. Uh, to work in our lives. Lord, we want to pray for our country at this time also. Lord, we pray uh, for leadership in our country. We pray, Lord, for opportunities, Lord, to uh, proclaim your name. And Lord, we pray that there is peace in our land. Lord, that there is that sense of coming together uh, to love one another as you have first loved us. Lord, we pray this uh, for our world at this time also. We pray, Lord, for leaders making uh, huge decisions, Lord, especially as we come out of this pandemic. And Lord, we ask uh, for a real sense, Lord, 
uh, of confidence as we do come out of this pandemic, as we come together again. And we ask, Lord, for those opportunities to share your word, to come together, Lord, and to proclaim your name and to see those, this as a time, Lord, of rich opportunity. Lord, we pray for those opportunities to glorify your name in all that we may do. Lord, we ask these things now in the great and in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening this evening. Can I just remind you again that this Sunday, Sunday the 16th, there is a communion service that we will be having as part of our Sunday morning service. Uh, if you're wanting to be involved in that service and you haven't been before, then please do contact Brian uh, before Friday at 5 p.m. It just means uh, that we can get the seating organized for Sunday. Um, may you know God's rich blessing working in your lives throughout this week. Let's finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless everyone.